Hi, my name's Mike DeLong. I'm the pastor of the Vine Church. And if you are listening to this podcast or watching this video presentation, this is our special series on race. At the Vine, we believe that the answer to our current situation is not to draw our battle lines, retreat to our corners, and not say anything to each other at all out of fear of saying the wrong thing. We believe that the answer to our current situation is to actually lean in. It's to have the discussion. It's to actually work through the differences in worldviews. It's to talk it out. Now, look, when we do that, it's going to be messy. I mean, really messy in places. So as you consume this series, which has one-on-one interviews and panel discussions, you'll have to remember to be grace-filled yourself. For there will be messy moments where you will be offended. Because you see, here at The Vine, we have a pretty multicultural congregation. We have many different people from many different backgrounds. It's just a matter of time until I say something or somebody says something that offends you. We live in a culture that's cancel culture based. Anytime we don't hear what we like or don't hear what we value, there's this temptation just to shut it down, cancel it. I'm going to ask you to suspend that for a moment. Offer grace to all that speak in this particular series. And as we work through this together, let's pray collectively that the Spirit of God would open our minds to the worldview of the other, give us perspective and mercy for the other, and that as we move together as a community, we may not fix the world, but we may become a shining example of how we overcome the differences in worldview through these discussions. This is our intent. Now, here's the deal. I can't control how you're going to react to this. The Bible clearly says in Romans chapter 12, it says, it says, do everything within your power to live at peace. As far as it depends on you, do everything to live at peace. Which means know my heart and know the hearts of those who've participated. We want to promote unity. We want to promote clarity and a biblical worldview. There will be moments when in our brokenness, in our inability to communicate effectively, we'll say things off the cuff that will not be exactly what we hold to be true. But I can't control your reaction. I can only ask you to be mindful, thoughtful, prayerful, and grace-filled as we work through this together. All right, proceed. Love you. Mean it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our Pewology podcast. And if you're watching us on video, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're with us. I've got with me tonight my good friends, Tabitha and Corey. We're in a small group together, and they've been members here at The Vine for a while. And so... I thought we'd get together and just talk about the current state of affairs, which yeah. is pretty rough. 
Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough. I would say. So I've been asking everybody uh, that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed a lot over the last couple of days. Did you watch the full George Floyd murder? Like, did you watch the video? Yes. You were able to watch it. Mm-hmm. I have much people tell me they can't even watch the whole thing. I heard. Yeah. 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 I had to. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. needed to. Yeah, I needed to know. Yeah, I watched the um, Aubrey video too. Mm. The whole thing. Yeah. I need. I just. I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, my heart. The Aubrey video was bad. Yeah. Um, but the Floyd video. As a mom, you know when he. When he's calling for mom. Yeah, when he that called was, for his mom, like that was that was heartbreaking. I think every mother in America <laughs> was like, uh, was like, no, don't do it. Yeah, um, yeah, that that one, um, that one was tough. Yeah. as a mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hurt my heart. Yeah, it's okay. We're just kind of more real here, <laughs> people. If you got to take a call, you take a call. Well. Oh man! Um, did you watch the whole thing? Um, I watched the entire video, and when I watch videos like that, um, the thought process that come in your head is: you're wondering, was that justifiable yeah. by the police officer or sheriff right. or anything like that? Because there are times when um, people does things that. The police got to, yeah. They, yeah, they got to step in. Now, we're not saying that there's yeah. never a time for people to use restraint holds and yeah. stuff. So, but my yeah. whole thought process with that is just to make sure that when I'm watching the video, was that justifiable? You don't like, go in, you try to not go into it loaded with yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that. Absolutely. Because I think right now the emotions have boiled over. I, I interviewed a gentleman yesterday that I, I think, I don't know if he'd agree with me, but I think there are people. And I think he's in that category that's going into every one of these things like, here we go again. Not yeah. that this wasn't justified. I mean, this one was like, yeah. here we go again. But I think they're looking into every situation Absolutely. as here we go again with every police officer. Of course. And I think that's the negative effects of this, right? Is yeah. that you get like a long, you know. One of the things that um, stood out to me, like, it, it, it's tough for me to digest the charge, you know, and I don't care what he was doing, you know. I don't care even that he had um, wrote a bad check or, you know, counterfeit or whatever it was because I've heard a few different things. Yeah. Um, but to go on trial right there, right afterwards, <laughs> and be executed right there, right afterwards. Yes. That the for denial me, of due process. Yeah, like that. that's just... And do I think that the officer thought he was killing him? I don't necessarily think that. No. I, mm, no. I, I, I don't think that he thought he was killing him. Yeah. What do you think? You think? Do you think? I mean, you got your weight of your knee <laughs> on someone's neck, and and that person is crying out. I mean, at some point, you would think that that officer would have had mercy. Yeah. And they had him handcuffed. So, I don't know about that he didn't think he was killing them. But then again, he had your knee and the weight of your body on top of his neck. But remember, somebody said in one of the videos, um, one of the cops said, um, if he can talk, he can breathe. Yeah. 
And so I, I thought, well, maybe he thought that, you know, the guy's just trying to get up or whatever the case may be. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. Look, I'm not defending this guy. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that if you're a cop and you're dealing with um, a bunch of different cases mm-hmm. every day and, and it's obviously probably confronting some pretty knuckleheads deal every day, that every time yeah. you're starting to arrest somebody, they're like, you hurt me, you hurt me. Hurt. Yeah. And so I, I get that component. I do. But when it goes on for nine minutes, that's, that's where we get to like, I, I don't even know if that, at that point, does it matter if he knew or is, is the negligence just so severe that you should have known? I think right? it changed at like minute five or six when he became lifeless. Yeah. And the, like, okay, that's a good point. He's not moving at, at that some point. point. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like it. Why, why are we still on top of him? Right. And that was the thing I was about to mention about these being on top of his neck for eight minutes. You yeah. know, that's, that's quite a bit of a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you had four officers around him or three, and he was handcuffed, and yeah. you can't detain him. I mean, yeah. Yes. So, in that capacity, I know we get into like the minutiae and the, the nuance when we start talking like, but do you think he was charged correctly? What do, we, what do we got now? Is he up to second degree? He's second degree now. Yeah. You think that's the right charge? Yes. Yeah. Considering so. what first degree is, like, yeah. I don't necessarily think that there was a premeditation that, you know, yes. why, why, when I arrest this guy, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think that. Um, I think that it would be hard to get a conviction in first degree. So you want to charge it correctly. And I'm okay with the second degree. The third was yeah. a little... I've done a bunch of panel discussions on this too, and everybody has said the same thing. Let's be careful here. Yeah. We've had cases where we've overcharged, and that was our problem. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. 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 Like, we, we get these cases, and I think there's this, like, the public is upset, and there's this outcry, and we put all this pressure on these DAs, yeah. and they upcharge. And I think, I think they're in a room with other DAs going, I don't think we're going to get this. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's so much pressure, they're like, I'm going to lose my job yeah. if I don't if I don't charge, right? Yep. And then it goes bad in court because what's what's just and what's legal sometimes are not, not the exactly same. the same uh-uh. thing. Uh-uh. And, I, and I know that's hard to hear in situations yeah. like this, but we have to be wise. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be willing to face the reality of our legal system and its shortcomings yeah. and just go look. I knew that we weren't going to get a conviction in the Trayvon Martin oh, case. Oh, me too. Because of the instructions yeah. to the, what, what we're looking at. We weren't yeah. him pursuing Trayvon after the 911 dispatcher said, don't pursue. That wasn't on Stand trial. Down. It, but the instruction to the jury, they had no choice. I agree. Like, yeah, I knew well, that. And, wasn't I, gonna and I agree that, it, it, look, it, it, I look at that case, too. We can't get into the whole details of that case. But yeah. I look at that case and I go, that's a situation, right, where I think any level-headed person would look and go, does, does, does this guy, does Zimmerman bear some? What is the responsibility? Everybody level-headed looks at this and goes, yes, obviously, right? Yeah. But in our legal environment, we have to be careful. Yes. Like there are rules and there are standards and there are like all of these intricacies that we don't always understand, yeah. right? I don't, until I'm watching court TV and give the, do I understand it? And then I'm like, uh-oh. We in trouble here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Okay. So with that said, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the parenting aspect. Mm. So when you see all this stuff going down, 
How do you feel as parents? How does that change the way you talk to your kids? Mm. What do you do differently that probably I'm not doing with my kids? What's the deal? Give, 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 the, give the white boy some insight here on what, what's going on in a typical Christian black home. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. If, yeah. if, you know, if you had a child that's, I guess, a teenager, 18 or older, right. I don't think that you would have to have the talk with your child if you get pulled over, you know, how to um, cooperate or comply. You know, that's the talk as black parents or as blacks have to have with your children if okay. you get pulled now. over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's get into the details because I'm, I think it's more nuanced than this. So this is what I do. This, this may surprise you. So I have had very specific talks with my kids, but my, my talks are very firm. I get the impression that your talks are, are more about the negative potential outcomes. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So my talks are always like this. I, I'm like, cause you know, I was telling this to the other panel, all these, all these schools have a school resource officer. It's, a, it's, a, it's an actual police officer. It's on mm -hmm. site. And I'm always, I tell my kids this. You don't talk to a police officer without me present. Ever. I can't have that conversation. Do you, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, say, I say to any, I say you get called to the office and they want to talk to you about something that happened and it's the police officer. I say, we're going to have to wait till my dad gets here because I'm not allowed to talk to you. But if my child says. I get it. Wait until my dad gets here. <laughs> maybe that would turn out differently. It, At maybe, least that's how you feel. Yeah, that's how that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Um, we raise our kids to respect authority. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And me too. Me too. I'm a big. I'm pro. Course. I'm pro law enforcement. I'm yeah, not absolutely. saying. I'm just saying. Look. I watch too many of these crazy movies yeah. and like all this crazy yeah. stuff that happens in these and I, I dramas. It. I'm just like, nah, I'm just going to pass. You're under my authority till you're 18. So let's just have me present before. And we're saying 18, but to be honest, my son's 12. And so those conversations are starting now. Oh yeah. Because he could be riding his bike down right. the street sure. and you know, I'm, I want to be really raw, but, the whole, you fit the description of, for me, doesn't always, doesn't always fit. Doesn't always feel you know, like, like it's true. Like, I literally want to go back and say, okay, what call was made in this area at this time that said that this boy looked like? Right. Like, so, at 12 years old, I am having that conversation with my son now on how to comply with okay. everything that's being said to him. But I, I got to be honest, I watched a video the other day of a gentleman um, that was complying and ended up arrest, being arrested. And I watched the video two or three times to find out when he resisted arrest. Because mm. he didn't. Yeah. You know, and it, this stuff isn't just starting. You know, it's just being filmed more now, I feel. Uh, that, I think that's a big deal, right? Which kind of changes everything. Um, I would want to believe that if my son was at school and had to go to the principal's office or a school resource officer, call them out, that my son could say, I, I would like to wait to say anything until my mom and dad get here. I would love to believe that the officer is going to allow that to happen without slapping him in handcuffs and saying that he's resisting but I don't have that same confidence mm -hmm. that I wish that I did, but 
No, I don't. So then what I have to teach my son is do what they tell you to do. So you, you, you're big on like, don't talk back. Don't raise your voice. Do what you're asked. Mm-hmm. Just, just comply. Just comply, comply. Just comply. come home. Yeah, absolutely. Come home safe. Yeah. And then I'm going to handle him. Yeah, yeah. I'll, do, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, handle it after yeah. that, but come home safe. Right. And then I have to pray that this officer doesn't feel like my son is posing a threat in any way, even by just, even by, I don't know turning around the wrong way or getting a little jumpy or being scared himself. So now the officer's scared and feels threatened. Right. And now I'm in a position where I got to bury my child. It is a real feeling. Yeah. You know, I was listening to the podcast last night and I remember um, the gentleman saying, um, no, I think it was you that said, um, you know, talking about the Black Lives Matter, not to go too far off, but I am, I believe that all lives matter, right? The problem is we don't have to say that white lives matter because we're not dealing with right. that every day. There's, it's, it's when we're talking and saying black lives matter, it's not, I'm not saying that your life doesn't matter. I'm just screaming that somebody has to realize that these lives do matter and mm-hmm. that something has to change because I shouldn't feel as a, I shouldn't have to feel as a mother that my child's life at 12 years old is in danger from the people that I pay tax dollars to, to protect and serve. Yes. But that is such a real feeling right now that is so scary. I was in, I was at home the other day and I'm working from home now and Zion wants to go out and he wants to play, you know, basketball. We bought him a goal. He wants yeah. to play basketball in the front. There are times that I say no because in my head, I don't know who's going to come by. And I don't know if somebody's going to think that he's being a threat. So I don't let my child play outside unless really he's home. Right. That's not fair. Yeah. You shouldn't feel, I mean, it's crazy that in your own country, your own state, your own city, yeah. that you, that there's this abiding kind of worry about the outcomes. Mm-hmm. That is the reality. Like, you can say, you know, don't think the worst. But the alternative <laughs> is that I may bury my child, yeah, you know? Yeah, you got to be careful. Here. My 21-year-old, he's, he, I bought him a car. And um, we put his car on our insurance, you know. And um, he texted me the other day and he said, Mom, I'm going to get my own insurance. He, no, he said, I got my own insurance. Okay. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> Okay. You didn't help have to do that. You know, like, like help it. me out. I'm, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Because I've paid for insurance on a on an 18 <laughs> year old. It's not hmm. pretty. Okay, that part. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why did you do that? There's so much more that you need to be building towards. Why? Why did you do that? He said, I don't want to get pulled over and everything's not in order. Oh wow, that's crazy. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He's like, I don't. Do you worry? Do you worry more about your twelve-year-old or your twenty-one-year-old? A twenty-one-year-old. Absolutely right. I mean, that's me too. I'm like, this kid's out in the world. I'm like, oh god. I can't tell you how many times I say, don't do something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just please, please don't do something stupid. But Mike, you said don't do anything stupid. Right. I have to say. Yeah, that's a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You look at it differently. I look at it differently. That's just. I just keep saying to him like. I say, ever since 18, I say, look, bro, you're now at an age where the mistakes you make, I can't fix for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just can't mediate them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, it's not, it's, this is, you're a man. You're on your own. So, like, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's no. going to follow you. It can follow you for the rest of your life. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think where we split is, again, he didn't have to do he didn't have to do anything right. stupid, you know, to end up on the other side. And that's why I do preach the comply. Comply. Like if there's gonna be a video of Julius Trayvon Harris or Zion Makai Matthews, that video is gonna show him literally doing this the whole time. Like cause I can't have um anybody taking their actions the wrong way yeah yeah um do you think i've read a couple of studies now that shows a fair amount of evidence that there's something going on and look we're not psychiatrists or psychologists i'm not pretending to be i don't know i'm just we're just spitballing we're sitting here at the church just talking yeah. okay but i've read a couple of studies that that say look there's something going on here, and if, it, if we had to boil it down to a simple sentence, it would be that white people, I, uh, and I speak as part of this group, have some level of fear when it comes to black men. There's something going on here that we can't put our finger on. And I know there are people listening to this right now who are going, oh, that's a bunch of bull crap. I don't have any fear. And, and, and to some extent, I kind of feel that way. I, I kind of feel like I, I don't think, I don't feel that, right? But the science tends to lean in that direction, the social science. And we know that's about as accurate. But you know what I'm saying? What we got right now is telling us, like, hey, there's something going on here. Yeah. Do you think there's something going on here? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, what is that? You know what's funny? It's I, I'm black. <laughs> and, you, and, and you grab that's the purse funny. a little tighter? Is that what you were about to say? And, yeah. Really? Okay, so you think it's it, it it's it's like a universal thing towards black men? Would it be any man though, or black men? No, it's it's black men. Okay, and what I, is that? And I think it has to do with what we see. Like, I think it has to do with media. I think okay. it has to do with the narrative. What's, yeah, what what's told. reported. Yeah. Like, you know, I when I'm in, I don't go to Pine Hills without locking my doors. <laughs> Crime Hills. <laughs> like. My my son and my husband came home the other day, and they come in the garage. Listen, every door is going to be locked, and the alarm is going to be on stay if I'm in that house by myself. You know, like it's just yeah. that's just me. And and my son was like, "How much you want to bet the doors are locked to the garage?" And they hate when I do that. <laughs> but look, I ain't playing. But I do, yeah. I, I think that um, there is something that can be said to that, and I think it has to do a lot with the narrative that's spun in the media and, and how we digest. Everywhere. Like, so it's, that's an interesting point that I haven't really thought of. And 
and it's been discussed in some of these interviews that I've done that that for a long time and look you know bear with us here give us some grace as we talk about this because yeah. I think there are some people looking at this going okay you guys are like just down a rabbit hole but whatever just for a second give us some grace it, it is interesting the last couple of years um, when it came, when it came to um, the awards for movies Emmy awards and mm-hmm. so there's been some backlash about um, black participating roles in in major roles and stuff mm-hmm. and 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 there's been critics that have been saying you know hey Hollywood is constantly providing roles to black characters that are these negative roles mm-hmm. it, but that kind of goes with your thinking right like yeah. that's so if we're constantly taking in real life stuff that's negative mm-hmm. right from from black crime and we know that we have a black crime problem yes and we're taking in i mean like golly it's every it's like chicago is like mm. it's a mess right mm-hmm. you know and so and then and then if you take in fictional characters that are constantly you know what i'm saying yeah. like at what point does that start to affect the way you think and view the world i every guess every point yeah yeah do you think do, so have you felt that way like moving through life as you know black man have you felt like i think this person's looking at me a little scared right now not really <laughs> no you know i guess i was raised a little different um i never felt like somebody felt afraid i mean at least they didn't portray it Projected. or okay or told me or felt that way um these conversations sometimes a little i don't want to get too personal about it right. or too emotional so sometimes i just sit back and listen yeah uh because it all these things go back to way back way back yeah this is a, this there's yeah. a trickle down effect yes. throughout history yeah yes so yeah. i try not you know we on a podcast we're talking I'm, i don't want to get too emotional or get too militant or anything yeah. like that oh, so, listen listen so I, I, feel free get militant I, to what yeah well not militant but I, I i you know that's why i just okay just be humble and just listen yeah uh, and, and um it, it's it, it goes deep yeah it's really deep yeah but the main thing i guess that i you know i haven't you know, honestly, you know, going through my life, I'm 42 years old. Okay. And I guess my environment I've been around, um, I was accepted by other whites, mm-hmm. uh, high school and college and so forth. Like, they, even now, my white friends, we like brothers. Yeah. So, I guess I uh, put myself around people that like me. Yeah as well as I like them and they don't look at my skin color. Yeah. You know, that's how I, I got to tell you, that's how I feel a lot. And, and when we, I, I understand that the, when you look at the, the breadth of the country, maybe my experience and maybe your experience is not everybody else's experience, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel. And sometimes when you start to say that, it feels like you're not going along with the negative thing. And they're like, Oh, you're trying to say that it's not that. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying Somebody else's experience isn't real. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't feel that, but the social science is saying, "Hey, something's happening here." Yeah, we don't fully understand it, and there's some outcomes to these feelings that are, are ugly. But it's not the friends that are murdering us. <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> good point. Like, so it's not the friend that I have to worry about. It's those people that I might meet in the street, or it's yeah. my it's it's the police officer yeah. that you know. That you I ever had a bad experience about. with a police officer? Um, 
honestly, I wouldn't say a bad experience. You okay. know, more so, I guess, asking questions. And I remember one time I got pulled over. The officer was asking, you know, saying, you know, asking so many questions, just digging for things. Yeah. And then he asked this one question, can I search your car? Yeah. And he just pulled me over for me not uh, turning on my turn signals. <laughs> yeah. For a split second, I felt like anger and I wanted to say something. But then again, I, I guess the spiritual man in me said, go ahead. Yeah. As soon as I said that, he said, oh, never mind. Because had I said no, we might have had an issue. We would have had an issue or yeah. it would have gave him more reason to to maybe want to search the car. So I said, yeah, yeah sure, go ahead. Yeah. So he said, no, nah, never, never mind. Just make sure you just be safe or put on your turn signals when you turn. So, yeah. You ever had a back experience? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How'd it go? Once. What? Just once. I was um, working. I manage apartment communities. Yeah. And so... Um, I started out in um, Pine Hills, real tough areas. Okay. They would send me to different properties to kind of bring them up. And um, there had been a shooting at my property. And okay. so I, I was very sheltered growing up. Y'all already know that. So there's a shooting on my property. So I thought that the FBI is supposed to come every time there's a shooting. <laughs> the hell, where's, the, where's the helicopter getting here? Like, like, <laughs> get back to the back of the property and they're just picking up the shells yeah and i'm like no aren't you supposed to put the little tent card like yeah I'm, what I'm are yellow like, cards i was like well are is there going to be an investigation is there anything that i need to do is there a report that i need to make and the police officer was like no just somebody shooting and i was like so what's the mm-hmm. next you know what's the next step and he's like there is no next step and i was like that don't make no sense to me yeah. and he was like if you don't step back i'm going to arrest you it escalated quickly i was like what did i do and he's like ma'am step back and i i didn't understand why he was that could have not necessarily have been a black white thing but i just didn't understand why he treated me like that so i stepped the heck back and you know i you know did but in my mind i say if I was a white woman or if I was a white man, yeah. would he have treated me like that? Right. I, I don't know the answer to that, but that's probably the only negative encounter I've ever had with a police I'm officer. In a, I'm in this, like, since this whole thing's happened and since we've started, the, it, we've dedicated part of this podcast over the season to these issues. I'm in multiple text threads, multiple Facebook messenger threads yeah. on this subject. And we're and everybody's been, for the most part, very. I mean, there's been some tense moments, but for the most part, we're we're just going, well, okay, what about this and what about this and what about you know? There's just kind of like, can we dig to get to the bottom of some of these numbers yeah. of some of these experiences of some of these? And so there there is like because of the cell phone culture now, like there's hundreds and thousands of videos of mm-hmm. police encounters. It's crazy. You can go yeah. you can go on a deep dive in YouTube on this yeah. stuff. I mean, you can spend a day or two. <laughs> And I was looking at some today because, and I'm not trying to change the narrative, but I really was looking at some today, and you, you bring up an interesting point where the police, there were really negative outcomes. The ones I looked at, I looked at seven today that were death outcomes with police, but they were white cases. Hmm. And, and, and so I'm wondering from your perspective, I, am I more inclined to because I'm white believe that 
what's happening here is a power problem mm -hmm. with the police to the public. Because I'm looking at the numbers in the videos and I'm going, well, my white people getting some stuff going down here too. Yeah. Right. And are you from your experience and your culture looking at it and going, no, I feel like there's a, it, it, yes, it's a police thing, but it's a police thing targeted more at the black community. I mean, is, is that, is that potential? And, and, and maybe that's potentially possible and we're both kind of right and kind of wrong. Maybe there's yeah. a messy middle there somewhere. You know I think I mean? there is a messy middle. Yeah. I, I, I believe it is a power issue. I do too. Um, I think that not just, but that's not the only issue that we have. Sure. Of course we, you know, Absolutely. Um, and, and, and but this the was power just thing about is death. real. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's to me, that's, um, that's very real. I guess where we kind of, change is that most of the people in power are Caucasian. <laughs> so now it's very hard to find out, is this just a power thing or is this a race thing? Because, yeah, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard not, to, it's hard not to believe racism play at least some sort of trickle down ripple mm -hmm. role when the person that's getting shot or killed, yeah. like in the Floyd case is black and the officer's white. Yeah. It's hard not to go. Eh, this doesn't look great. And I believe that it happens to <laughs> all races. <laughs> like, it, yeah. I, I believe that, hands down. Yeah. I guess that the outrage of this, though, is that the man was already in handcuffs. Yeah. And you have your knee on his neck even after they checked his pulse. Yeah, oh, no, still, there, there's no excuse for this thing. Like, that's a disaster. That's just the outrage right now. And, you know, the, all the rioting stuff, that, that's huge. Um, but I think it comes to a point where you say, how do you get somebody's attention? You know, I saw a video. I posted on the Instagram, but I think that Instagram deleted it. It's this little boy. He walks into this building. This broke my heart yeah. as a mom. So he walks into this building. And he looks up at the sign. He goes in, and this lady is like, hey, how can I help you? He wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't say anything. And it looks like it was like a doctor's office. So the lady meant, beckoned for a guy, and this black gentleman came out. He had a doctor's um, coat, so I think it was a doctor's office. And so he, asked, he gets down on the little boy's level, and he's like, hey, bud, What's going on? How, uh, what's up? How can I help you? And the little boy says, can you get rid of this for me? And he lifts up his shirt. Okay. Oh, gosh. It was Were a bullseye. You? Oh, my god. Like, on his chest. And then the, the guy starts having a conversation with him, and he's like, no, I can't get rid of that. Oh. And starts having that conversation That's on how horrible. to. That's yeah, a that horrible was... metaphor. Wow. I mean, that is awful. Wow. But uh. I know that it's awful. But that's how we feel. But that's feel. how I feel, yeah. yeah. Like, like, that's how I feel. Like, like we are being targeted. Like we are being targeted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you said you got pulled over and the cop asked to search your car, it's funny because you said yes, and I, I think I'd be tempted to say no. I was very tempted <laughs> to say no, but you can I say would. no. But that, but I think that's a difference, right? Yeah. I think I was. I think when you told, I was like. I probably would have said no. Yeah. You know, just to, uh, sometimes if I don't feel like I've done anything wrong, I probably would have said, I probably would have said no. Actually, if I thought I did something wrong, I probably yeah. would have said no. But I have to teach my son 
Just go just ahead and say, say yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did it because I know he was digging for things yeah. prior to me getting pulled over. Yeah. And um, like you said, it's a routine traffic stop. You want to search my car? I, for a split second, I was about to tell him no, but some say yes. As soon mm-hmm. as I say yes, he said never mind. Yeah. I guess he wanted to see what I was going to say. I think that's exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was just and look, to some extent, I you know you kind you kind of say okay, I get if if you believed in your heart of hearts that he did that with if the cop did that with everyone that wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. The problem is yes. not that. The problem is you believe right or wrong you believe yeah. he does it with the black guys. Yeah. And doesn't do it with the white guys. Yeah. And also, it, it, I mean, you know, th- that's the problem, right? Yes. I mean, that's where we are in our country. Yes. Now, whether that's true. It's definitely the experience. And we, yes, we may need to kind of calm down and say, because everybody's not out to get us, you know? <laughs> like, like I heard you say last night on the, on the thing um, about the Jubilees, which that's a whole different subject. <laughs> but, but every cop's not out to get us, but it's figuring out, and there's no way to know what's what. But... Trying to figure it out, and there are times where I would have thought to say, you know, no, but I don't know if this is the one that's going to get trigger happy with me, so let me just yeah. treat everybody the same. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that when you get to the messy middle of what's going on, I think the one thing I've learned through all these conversations is I'm not even sure. I, okay, I'm going to be careful of my words here. We're going to sponsor you, so go ahead. Thank you. Well, I'm more worried about how (laughs) stupid I'm going to sound. So I'm not sure that facts matter at at a certain level. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, let's say say if you're listening to this or if you're watching this and you think to yourself, um, I don't think the facts bear out your worry, but you're still really worried. And you're my sister, and you're my brother, and this is and, and this is a deep place of like concern, and and in that, like, I'm not sure the facts really matter in that anymore. Yeah, I think when we start talking about like police reform and what we're going to do and how we're going to vote and how we're going to change our country, yes, we need to go through some of the facts, but I think the starting point is, God, it breaks my heart that that's the way you think as a mom. And you know what, Mike? I was thinking this last night. I feel like that's. When you say, what do you need from us? Yeah. That's, that's as a me, I don't know about everybody else. Right. I just need somebody to say, it's wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong for how you feel. What happened to you or what happened to that child or what happened to George Floyd, it was wrong. Yeah. Period. I feel like that's what I need to hear. Yeah. In order to then feel like we are in this together and we're going to search to find I don't know, a solution or, or a way to cope through this thing. Yeah. I think we just want to feel like you get it. Yeah. You know? Um, do you have do you have uh, white friends you've had to give some mm-hmm. encouragement to in this time? Like, help yeah. them? Uh, what, what have you said? Because I've, I've seen some posts. <laughs> you oh, know, and I'm just Facebook like, and social media is the worst. <laughs> like, you just opt it out. Like, listen, I, I, let me school you if we're yeah. going to stay friends. You know? Right. Like, but I realize that when they ask those questions, they really just don't know. They just don't know. And okay. so it then is my duty as your black friend to maybe help you understand. And your duty as my white friend 
to kind of give me a peek into your world. Yeah. Like, the more we talk, the better things get. We have no choice but yeah. to communicate. But have you had some like one-on-ones or some talks, and where you've where you've had to say, yes. "Hey, listen, I think you're missing the point." Yes. Okay. Yes. How did it go? And um, that was with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, okay. because I don't understand why people are offended when we say Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. given what is happening. I'm not saying that your life doesn't matter. Right. I'm just saying that because we're getting killed at alarming rates by police, and not just by police, but by vigilante wannabe police or retired police, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, join me in this thing that tells everybody that my life matters too. Right. I'm, I'm not saying that yours doesn't matter. And so we did. I had that conversation with a friend of mine, and, and she understood. I think she understood. Okay. Um, you felt like it was a good outcome? I did, but no, I felt like at the end of it, no, I, I, I just lied. I don't think she understood. I really think, I really so think that she didn't get it. But when you, mm-hmm. her worldview is completely different than mine, yeah. you know, so it would be hard for her to understand why I'm so guarded with my children and how, what I teach them and what right. I tell them. So she would never understand that because she doesn't have to do that, yeah. you know? You've been talking to white friends, white coworkers about this stuff? I guess at work, you know, I work at the hospital at Advent Health, and I guess it's a sensitive situation. It's yeah. corporate, so I guess you got to be careful what you say. Oh, yeah. But most of my friends, I, I guess they don't look at me, my skin color. They look at me as a brother, a friend, yeah. a coworker. I agree. And to reiterate what my wife was saying about Black Lives Matter, uh, a lot of people, you know, misconstrue what Black Lives Black Black Lives Matter mean. It's yeah. not exclusive. Yeah. It's a focus. Yeah, that's what Black Lives Matter. They focusing on unarmed Black people getting disproportionately killed. Yeah, by officers. That's why Colin Kaepernick took the knee. Yeah, it was hijacked by other people. Yeah, saying. It's disrespectful to take a knee. Yeah. He was just protesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, when, you, when you're having those kind of conversations, do they end up going well? No, yeah, go well. <laughs> I mean, it goes well. I guess like you said. Um, Are you afraid to have those conversations? No. No? no? Absolutely you're happy not. To, you're happy to like go, okay, let's yeah. talk. Let's it's, get let's Because get if down. somebody's willing to talk about it, th- I mean, to me, that's when it opens up. So yeah. now we can really get an understanding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Plus, I guess my white friends at work, they, excuse me, um, they understand yeah. what's wrong, what's right, and that they wasn't raised that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't had a coworker that was raised differently or had a different perspective and thought that those things were right. right. You know, he wouldn't be my friend. I wouldn't associate with that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody that that you were working with or doing life with that you just felt like this person <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> it, just, it I think they might whether they knew it or not were bigoted mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and mostly people in in authority really you know? people that I can't do anything about oh uh, okay so yeah. A power again. We're back to this yeah. power thing. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So if it's somebody in authority where it was like, well, I'm just going to have to take it. Yeah, well, okay. especially because the people that I'm talking about, they like white, but they like green a lot more. 
everybody likes green girls. And listen, I can help you make green. Yeah. So, and I think that they um, got that and understood that. I felt like I was tolerated, um, but I was irreplaceable. So, yeah, I wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, they didn't respect me as a, a black woman, but okay. they respected what I did, and I was okay with that. You know, they still wrote the check. Yeah, yeah. You felt? Have you ever felt held back? Um, have you ever felt like that racism affected your career or <laughs> affected your trajectory? Not really. No. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, this guy's just getting through on personality over here. Yeah. <laughs> personality <laughs> and his beautiful eyes. Oh. <laughs> I mean. Corey's a, a very mild person. You can't not love his okay. personality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, what it is is that I was never handed anything. I had to work hard or I had to go out and get it. Yeah. And I guess me going out to get it respectfully, it was given to me yeah. because I earned it. Yeah. And one thing about um, Advent Health is, is is backed by Seven Day Adventist. So yes. most of the people there are Seven Day Adventist. So yeah. it's it's a dif- different co- culture. culture atmosphere there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it may be racist or people that's bigoted there yeah. or, you know, like that. But... In my perspective, since I've been working there for the last six years, I haven't had that experience with anyone there. Now, there are times a nurse or a doctor has said some things, but I put them in their place, or yeah. I, 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 will, I will be professional about it. Right. But I, I, I move on. Yeah. Because my whole thing is I have to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. So I can't go out there, get into an argument or a fight or with other coworkers about something that's not going to pay my bills. Okay, can I, can I get into a sensitive area? Can, okay. Can you, okay, I'm, you got the, remember, we're co-signing, you're giving me grace. Sponsoring. Oh, you're sponsoring, <laughs> let's do this. Because you, you said something that pricked my interest there. You know, I think as someone looking in, and there's no way for me to understand your experience, so this is why these conversations are so important. But looking in, I look at it from a spiritual component, and I go, I believe that the history of our country um, has has a trickle down effect, mm-hmm. and that in that aspect there is systematic evil that that flourishes in probably components of racism. So I agree at a number of levels in these things. And I think we would, if we got down to the degree, we find things we in nuance didn't agree about, but mm-hmm. we probably agree about ninety percent of it, and we're like you know kind of on the same page. Yeah, but I I do notice there's this. Thing. And I notice it a lot, a lot in younger black culture, but I do notice that when there's too much of an outward focus on what's happened in the past or the negative trickle down effect to the future, and I'm going to use a word that's a loaded word and I know it could be a trigger word, but I just want to say, and if, if you're angry with me, it's fine. Just give me your opinion on this. But do you think that too much of that can create a victim mentality and a victim culture because i worry about that because i don't see i know i feel like i know you too well enough to know you're not instilling that in your kids you're instilling like get out there and get it Mm -hmm. like watch mama do her thing Mm -hmm. right which is not that victim mentality Mm -hmm. nothing holds me back i'm on let's do this so but do you worry about that within black culture that there could be too much of a victim mentality i do um and let me preface the, the answer with this do I believe that I have to work harder 
Okay. Okay. Yes. Hands okay. down. Yeah. But that's not a victim. But you know what that is? That's like, I'm going to work harder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think that's, Amer- I think that's like the harder. American ideal and dream and passion, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I believe that. I think that it's maybe a little stretch to say the American dream because... <laughs> Okay, but you know what I'm saying? But that mentality that, of like, here, yes. anything's possible. Absolutely. And it, even if I started, even if the cards were stacked against me. I'm still going. I'm going to get it. Absolutely. And I, I think that that too has to um, do with the fact that um, I think that everything works in my favor. Because right, well, like, I'm not, faith. yeah, like. Yeah. Nothing yes, formed that, against me will stand. Absolutely. Come on now. Mm. But I realize that some of my African-American sisters and brothers don't necessarily have that same belief system. Okay. And because of that, then, yeah, when you look at 400 years, of, like, I don't look at the 400 years because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's not being disrespectful to my ancestors and right. what, you know, really did happen to them. But I feel like everything that they went through was so that I could work like I work now and not have to deal with some of those things that they had to deal with. Um, So I do think that the sky is the limit for me. Mm. And that's what I teach my children. However, I do do have the conversation that says, yeah, you got to work harder, Mm -hmm. but it's not impossible. But you better work harder because if you don't work hard, you're not going to attain the things that you want, but it is possible. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. I think that's so important. Yeah. Like, I think that's so important across the board. I don't care what the race, Asian, Hispanic, black, white, whatever. But I think we got to instill in this next generation a, a spiritual foundation that says, hey, guess what? If God's for me, no one can be against me. Um, and an overcomer kind of mentality, we can't go through life going, the deck stacked against me. Yeah. I'm never getting out. We're in a rut. uh, You know, victim, 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 victim. So I think we've got to look at this and go, and I know that's, gosh, that probably sounds bad to, (laughs) I'm sure there's people yelling at the TV right now, but you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I I, I mean, you got to take your own destiny in your own hands. Right. I'm never... I'm, I'm never going to be anybody's victim. I'm never going to allow a circumstance or a situation to determine where I end up. Right. And I think that that's why it's, it's so important to me to empower young people. I just happen to be a black female, so I feel like I need to help black young females. Right. And if I can help any young female, it's cool with me. But I want to show them that, you know, this is... This is possible. I mean, look at Barack Obama. Look at Michelle Obama. Like, what? We we've been in the White They're House. Doing all right. We we've been in the White House. <laughs> we doing all right. So, the the victim thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't get with that. Yeah. Um, I understand having a real conversation and facing the realities, but the outflow to that about your countenance mm-hmm. and about your purpose and about your destiny and about you know, what you can achieve and what you're going to instill. I just think those two things, I I, I see that that's, that's where it diverges. I think for believers to Mm -hmm. some extent, I think you could look at this and you could go, woe is me. Or you could look at this and you could go, okay, if God is for me, nothing can be against me. Watch, watch, watch this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure there are people 
who don't have that type of faith, who who are listening to this either podcast or, or viewing this, who are going, yeah, right. But yeah. I believe that. Yeah. But if you continue to believe the opposite, we're going to be 20, 30, 50 years down the line in the same position. <laughs> like, it's just not going to change. I agree. I think that the way, the only way out of this is through Christ. And you guys said something very interesting, like, the church should be the lead on yeah. this thing. And yeah. we're, we're, we're not. Yeah, we're letting the narrative, just like the news and the social media and the Facebook. I want to chime in on yeah. something. Um, I know you mentioned that um, about the victim thing. I don't think that black people are saying, claiming that victim thing. But if you look over the years, there has been unfairness. Yeah. You know, I mean, across the board. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. I don't think it's a, a victim thing. It's just unfairness mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. Stating back from the proclamation, I mean, yeah. how, how you pronounce Proclamation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. to civil rights, Jim Crow laws, yeah. and even to this day. Yeah. I don't think it's a victim thing. I just think, as me, I look at it as, uh, do I get a fair opportunity Yeah. in life or a fair opportunity with the, as, the, you know, shooting or going for the same goals as you? Yeah. I think here's the thing though and I'm pushing back and I know but think about this I think that's what you think mm-hmm. I think you guys are killing it right but you'd have to admit that there's people out there who have thrown up their hands mm-hmm. and said this is as good as the, whether that's whether that's an excuse to get into the streets whether that's an excuse to get into drug abuse whether that's an excuse to get into whatever and just said well this is as good as it'll get for us mm-hmm. and told themselves they can't get better because of the system uh, that's what i like about what you're saying is we're, we'll face the reality we'll call it what it is i'm happy to say that we had an unfair beginning if you compare it historically yada yada mm-hmm. yada yes systematic yes but we're not going to sit there <laughs> we're not going to let anybody tell us that because of that we can't Yes. That's, I think that's what faith is. But keep in mind the way that we were raised okay. affords us to okay. look at it that way. Okay. So that's okay. So then that goes back to family heritage and family experience. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I think okay. how a person is raised I, is. And you think that was instilled with you lot, from your parents? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. We, we definitely. both were raised with both parents being in the home. Yeah. Yeah. And both parents, so, you know, being strict, going to church, mm-hmm. or. You know, you raising you the right way. <laughs> you know, I said that. I think I said that to Daryl too. That's been one of the numbers that's shocking to me. Did I did I say that in that interview? I can't remember. I said one of the numbers that sits out that's shocking to me, and I think that this is circling the drain of what we're saying is that one of the latest numbers I looked at is that sixty seven percent of children are born into single parent homes yeah. in black culture, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yikes! That numbers floored me. I yeah. was like whoa right but here you two are you have this mentality that i think is i i think i understand and i'm not saying that the people that have a different mentality are wrong right i think that's their experience i'm just saying i get this i get this this rings true with the biblical biblical worldview to me and maybe that's in part because of the yes yeah family experience definitely think so um i will say this and I've, i've heard people say that um you know the black man's not there the black man's missing out of the home. Absolutely. Um, 
I don't necessarily blame that on just the black man. Like, no, I'm sure there's reasons for that, there, too, there's in a context. A whole lot of, yeah. there, there's a whole lot of reasons. And I think that sometimes society makes it, and, and government makes it easier for the black woman without the black man. And no, that's I, a whole I think we have a system that incentivizes system women in, to be single. Okay, exactly. Um, and because of that, there are some people that, like, like I said, weren't raised like Corey and I. And um, I think it goes back to just listening i made my son the other well i tried to make him he fell asleep um but there was a movie that i wanted him to see it's uh called um oh baby what is it hidden the, figures hidden okay. figures i love that movie i haven't seen it, it again. makes you haven't i haven't seen, seen it wow. i haven't seen it I haven't okay seen you it. can't be a black person's friend like oh this. This so i'm gonna need you to I'm, go i'm watching it tonight <laughs> i'm watching watch it tonight. Yeah, watch so it. it's about what's it about it's about the um three Three or four young black women Is this the one at that NASA? work for NASA. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it, but okay, I, I need to see it. You gotta see this okay. movie. So, um, at one point, this lady, she's like the mathematician that put John Glenn in orbit. On the moon? Like, like, okay. like literally. <laughs> like, John Glenn was like, I ain't going up there unless she run the numbers. Okay. So, um, the head of NASA, he would come out of his office in the movie. I don't know how much of this is true, but in the movie, made for good movie. Um, he came out of his office and he's like, where do you go for two hours a day? I'm not paying you for this. You're just lazy. Like it was. Yeah. It, and she stood up to Raji P. Henson. Shout out. Um, <laughs> she stood up and she's like, I have to go to the bathroom and there are no colored bathrooms in this building. So oh. I have to run three or four blocks away, I think it was. You say almost like a mile. Yeah, to use the bathroom and come back. So when you ask me where I've been, that's where I've been. And this was, um, he, the, the, the head of NASA, he then goes and he's like, you know what? We don't have no color bathroom around here. He takes a crowbar and he takes down the sign that says whites only. And he's like, at NASA, we all one color. Okay. Like and it, it you can't tell the just, movie too much for me. <laughs> I know you yeah, don't, don't don't give the whole thing away. But <laughs> the whole reason I say that is because she pushed for change. Like she was yeah. working at NASA. Like yeah. we had no business in NASA. Right. But unless somebody pushed, and I think that's why we are past Jim Crow. I right. think that's why we are past the segregation because somebody pushed. But if we sit down and we take the victim mentality then we're not going to push our children to the next level and i know that there are people that weren't raised with you know the same views that i have to want to do better or 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 to to know to know because i don't say that nobody wants to do better but to know that you can have better and do better once that is planted i think that kind of changes things yeah um but it's a matter of the church getting involved and making sure that people know that there's a possibility. It's a matter of us successful black people going back in and saying, hey, you can do this. I think there's work on all parts that needs to be done in order to get that narrative like running through the black community. Otherwise, you will stay with that. Again, I'm I'm going to go back to what I'm saying about this victim thing. Um, For instance, I have... uh, a ton of friends that's uh, been in prison and have paid their debts back to society while they're in prison. When they get out, they can't restore their rights to vote or mm-hmm. get certain mm-hmm. jobs. And that's not a victim thing. That's just something that was taken away yeah. by law. Yeah. 
and it's harder for them to get back on their feet yeah. with all the trials or tribulations or negativities or yeah. things that's against them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why you, before you commit the crime, you <laughs> think about not like you, before I do this, I know that everyone my makes, civil everyone rights. Everyone makes mistakes. I know that baby. <laughs> but you I know, mean, I was happy. I, I could be wrong, but I was happy. We had some debates during the last election because I think they just changed they that did. now. I yeah. think they just changed it where, if, like, where if you have a federal mm-hmm. or a rights are restored, yeah, rights can be yeah. restored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I think the right thing. I think if you you look, you do the time, you know, you do the crime, you do the time. It, it shouldn't follow you for the rest of your days either. Either we have a society that restores people, and or they don't. Yeah, this in between stuff. I I I understand what you're saying. I, I think what what I'm saying is, hey, I agree with you. Before you rob the liquor store or whatever, you know, think about that could set you back. You know what I'm saying? But I think on the other hand, it's like, hey, somebody made a decision mm-hmm. um, at a legal level higher than us that when a person commits a crime, they get out, they're not allowed to vote. They have to put on every job application that they're, you know, they have yeah. federal crime. You're right. There is a system that you can't just pay your pay your dues and go on. It's going to haunt you. You know what I'm saying? Now, I get your argument. You kind of knew that going in, but is that really is that the society we want to have? Do you know what I'm saying? Is that how we want to function? You know what I mean? To me, I said no. I said I said I think I voted for the rights to be restored. I had other friends that were like voting no. rights. Absolutely. No. I, I I believe that. How. Ever. But I think it depends on experience. I t- do. Okay. Let me tell you why. Okay, I, 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 I give you I, I, well, This person will remain nameless. You'll, you'll know who he is. This person <laughs> will remain nameless. But I was talking to a black uh, prosecutor here in, in, in the state of Florida. We, doesn't matter where. And he was voting against it. He was like, you don't know these people, Mike. I'm in courtroom every day. <laughs> these are some bad people. And I'm like, yeah, but if they paid, they got to like be restored. It was like, no. Okay. So what about a sex offender? Dude, don't get me on that. That's a, that's a, why are you doing that's a different podcast. Well, but I, but I mean, but he paid. <sighs> Believe I, I have an interesting. We can't Another even open podcast. this door. Don't okay. no, we can't even open this door. This is a crate. People people are yelling okay, right I'm now sorry. at their I'm car so radios and everything. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah, we'll do that another day. Okay. I'll have a great I have a great documentary on that. Okay, you, but we'll do that another day. But I think that what I'm trying to say is. No matter what, I don't care the color. If you have negative things that have happened to your family mm-hmm. or neg- that before you were born or that you were born under circumstances that's socioeconomically disenfranchised um, or from a power sense disenfranchised or from an education sense disenfranchised, mm-hmm. I do believe you have a choice at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love the fact that people of faith go, our choice at this point is to go, God's bigger than all of this. I will not be held back by anyone's statement or words over mm-hmm. me. I can overcome in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. I do love that. And I think that's a faith thing. I don't think that's a race thing. I think that's a that faith a thing faith across thing. the board. Yes. And I think that's, that's the answer. I know. 
I know. Okay, we fixed something. <laughs> all right, guys, we got to wrap it up we for today. It. That's it. That's all we can get done. But we love you. Thanks for joining us on Pewology. And thank you for, to Corey and Tabitha for joining us and sharing a little bit about their life. Love you. Mean it. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>